ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome everyone to Talking Smack with your host, the Bosky. Thanks everybody for joining again. What a night we've had here tonight on SmackDown. We're going to talk to you all about it. Uh, we've had the, the exciting night in a night of returns we've seen here tonight on SmackDown. And uh, also we're going to talk about what changed the complete direction of, ladies and gentlemen, of Fastlane. It is now, we're going to talk to you all about it here. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to one and only Hillbilly Elrod. Thank you, absolutely. Thank you for that proper introduction there, boss. I'll tell you what, this is the most interesting night we've had here tonight. We've seen a night of returns, but we've also seen a night of screw job. It felt like the Montreal screw job here happened here tonight, boss. Yeah, it's absolutely heart wrenching. Uh, let's talk to you all about it, though. Uh, we kick off tonight with a contract signing. For uh, the WWE Championship at Fastlane, and uh, what happened here, ladies and gentlemen, is we've seen uh, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan in the ring. Uh, Daniel Bryan signs his contract. Kofi Kingston was about to sign his contract when we hear, ladies and gentlemen, that Doomsday music of Mr. McMahon's theme song. Whenever that music hit. I knew something bad was about to happen. Because Mr. McMahon came out and then he announced that uh, Kobe Kingston is getting replaced from his match at Fastlane for Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens will now be taking on Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. This is absolutely bullcrap and uh, just ridiculous here. It makes absolutely no sense. I feel absolutely horrible for uh, Kobe Kingston here. 11 years, waited for this opportunity, and now he's going to have to wait even longer now. I hear everyone your reaction to what happened here. This is absolutely unexcusable. It's absolutely unacceptable. It absolutely makes me sick. Makes me sick to my damn stomach, Mr. McMahon. Screw you. Mr. McMahon, you can go absolutely go away is what he needs to do. Mr. McMahon deserves to be fired after what he just did here tonight. He absolutely crossed the damn line. And I know you can't fire the damn boss, but if I could, by God, I would absolutely fire that yellow bastard because he definitely deserves to be fired. It's absolutely, absolutely uncalled for and absolutely abuse of power right there, boss. Yeah, Mr. McMahon is coming out here claiming that he is doing what is best for business and giving us a uh, box office match between Kevin Owens and uh, Daniel Bryan. Nobody wants to see this match, by the way. I know. We wanted to see Kobe Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Am I right, Kim Leroy? That's exactly right. We don't want to see Porky Pig out there. If we wanted to see Porky Pig, we would watch absolutely some cartoons. We go out there and watch Porky, uh, Porky Pig cartoon all day. No, we don't want to watch Porky Pig. We want to watch Kobe Kingston, the man that can fly. The man that has absolutely busted his ass night and day. It's going to show you what a racist bastard Mr. McMahon is. I agree with that. Okay, also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here tonight on SmackDown, uh, we've seen uh, Jeff Hardy come out, but he didn't come out alone. He came out tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, with his uh, tag team partner, his brother in crime, 
Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy makes his return here tonight on SmackDown. The Hardy Boys reunion here tonight on SmackDown. you got to be kidding me. What? Uh, the ovation was absolutely through the roof here tonight as the Hardys defeated Cesaro and Sheamus, the bar, and uh, this was a, a really good match here in 8 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, your thoughts on this match, uh, everyone? I absolutely love this match. It was that's a fantastic match, a high-flying ability, and the Hardy Boys back together, and they absolutely look better than ever. And it's welcome back, Matt Hardy, and it's glad to see him. And I, I, I had no idea that was going to happen here tonight, but I tell you what, what a, what a big, big, nice surprise that was to see them back together. At least we had some, something good happen here tonight. Yeah, now at least I did this part was good anyway. And uh, I agree. Welcome back, Matt Hardy. Welcome back, Big Dog Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns returned uh, last night on Monday Night Raw and announced that his uh, leukemia is in remission. So congratulations to Roman Reigns and welcome back, Big Dog. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, R-Truth uh, was stupid enough, ladies and gentlemen, to put up his United States Championship against Grotti and Rey Mysterio as they both came out here uh, as R-Truth was getting ready uh, to do a open challenge here, and Agrade and uh, also Ray Mysterio come out. So we ended up doing a triple threat, which it turns out to be a really good match. But in the end, Our Truth found a way to win when Ray Mysterio was delivering six one nine. Our Truth was right there to pick up the pieces of Ray Mysterio and got the win against Ray Mysterio. After the match, Agrade was not happy about what happened and Grotti attacked Rey Mysterio. This was in 6 minutes and 49 seconds and R-Truth is still our United States Champion. Congratulations to R-Truth. Hill and Arroy, your reaction to this contest here. Well, I thought it was absolutely a great match and I thought I think a lot of us was sitting here thinking what a dumbass R-Truth is to accept this match right here. A match against Grotti and Rey Mysterio and he said R-Truth was just trying to absolutely you know, pay tribute to John Cena. I get all that paying tribute to to, uh, to John Cena is absolutely, you know, a great idea. But at the end of the day, our truth needs to be thinking about his damn career. He needs to be thinking about his damn moment. And he needs to come out there and just be himself. Not try to portray himself as John Cena. He even did the five knuckle shuffle here tonight, which was really cool to see. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think we want to look at our truth as the black version of John Cena. We want to see our truth be himself out there. Yeah, and I think Carmella was uh, a little bit, you know, ridiculous here. Just go, just go ahead and just say, yeah, just go ahead and just do the triple threat. She was like, not like, just like, wait a minute, don't even think about it. She was like, oh yeah, just go ahead. That's exactly what John Cena would do. But that's exactly what it's going to show you that Carmella is obviously. And R-Truth, obviously big fans of John Cena here tonight. But uh, luckily for them, I mean, R-Truth was obviously... I think R-Truth just have to show us all here tonight that he does have some brain. Because I think a lot of us were thinking that maybe R-Truth does not have no brain at all. But obviously he has more brains than we ever thought he did. And he just actually outfoxed Ray Mysterio and outfoxed uh, Agrati Sinomis here tonight. Yeah, he did. Uh, congratulations to R-Truth, and uh, he was just at the right place at the right time. Also, ladies and gentlemen, here tonight, uh, we've seen Alistair Black and Ricochet. Uh, before uh, their match, though, we see Lana, the Ram Machine, Lana, in the backstage area, 
as Lana was sizing up, uh, looking up uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black. And uh, Lana says, I don't see anything here. Uh, no competition whatsoever is what she was basically saying. And then uh, Ricochet says, Rusev can't crush what he can't catch. Because Lana was saying that uh, Rusev is going to crush him. And, like Ricochet just said, you can't crush what you can't catch. And, Rick, as we know, Ricochet, and his high-flying ability and his speed and quickness, it's hard to crush if you can't catch him. So, ladies and gentlemen, we see Aleister Black and Ricochet team up to take on Rusev and Nakamura. And Aleister Black and Ricochet defeat Rusev and Sinsuke Nakamura in 10 minutes and 9 seconds, which was a really good contest here. Uh, we seen Aleister Black deliver the absolutely sinister black mask and to Nakamura, and that is how uh, the contest ends. Uh, Hilary Airroy, uh, your thoughts on this contest? Well, it was absolutely a fantastic match now, and uh, congratulations to Alistair Black and Ricochet continuing their winning ways since they have become a tag team. They have been on a winning streak, and I think that we're going to definitely see Alistair Black and Ricochet continue being a tag team for a while, boss, because I think that definitely the WWE Universe is liking them together as a team. I agree with that. Um, what about Rusev and uh, Nakamura? Do you, do you see them sticking together as a tag team? I don't. I mean, I, I think they're definitely going to stick together for a little bit longer, boss. But I don't see them sticking together for too much damn longer either, boss. I think it's only a matter of time before they split up and go their own ways as well, boss. All right. Also here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've seen uh, Kobe Kingston and uh, Kevin Owens team up, an unlikely duo here. Uh, defeat Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowland in 16 minutes and 15 seconds. Hill uh, Larry, what did you think of this contest here? Well, first of all, I mean, uh, you feel really bad for Kofi Kingston. You could tell that the New Day, when they were coming out there, that they were absolutely with heavy hearts. They were not able to focus. I mean, you could definitely tell that they looked like they were freaking depressed out there, boss. It was absolutely heartbreaking to see Kofi Kingston have to go through all this. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if it would have been a normal job, it wasn't no damn contract. I mean, I'm pretty sure Kofi Kingston would have just walked out here tonight. He would have not even come out and perform in the damn ring. He could have just easily walked out here tonight. But because he loves the WWE Universe, because he loves the fans, he came out here and he competed for all these fans. And he actually put on a fantastic match here for everybody tonight. And in the night, and when it's all said and done, Kofi Kingston came a big part of helping this match here here tonight and then uh whether we don't like them together as a tag team i have to admit it was a uh, great job here by kevin owens and uh kofi kingston here tonight yeah great job and but uh at the end of the day we i think we it just really made us mad that we see kofi kingston and kevin owens teaming up here together after what we know uh, even though kevin owens we know probably had nothing to do with you know, Mr. Man decision, which we really don't know. I mean, there might have been something on in the backstage area that might have happened. I don't know. Or a phone call must have happened. I don't know. But obviously, we've been hearing the news that Kevin Owens is getting medically cleared or coming back soon. We've been hearing this for a while, and we've been hearing Kevin Owens' return is coming soon. Uh, obviously, it must have happened within the last few hours or the last few days. It's happened. And now he's here. 
and now we're going to have to deal with uh, Kevin Owens again. And I'm not liking it at all. Not at all, boss. It's, it's absolutely just not best for business at all. I mean, Kevin Owens is a great superstar. Don't get me wrong. But he didn't earn his opportunity, boss. He didn't earn his opportunity. Kofi Kingston earned his opportunity to face Dana Bryan. But at the end of the day, I mean, when you really think about it, let's really talk about this here, right? I mean, the championship that Kofi Kingston would have been competing for was the eco-friendly championship to begin with. I mean, is that the championship you really want to hold around your waist? The eco-friendly championship. Now, I'm just saying, if Kofi Kingston won, maybe the original WWE championship would have came back, but I, I, I just still feel that Kofi Kingston is still going to have that opportunity. But I think it's probably going to happen at WrestleMania. I mean, don't you think what's, what's going to happen is we're going to have Kofi Kingston... Take on Daniel Bryan and wrestle, maybe at WrestleMania, and maybe that even even turn into a triple threat uh, with them three at WrestleMania. I mean, do you see that happening, Hillary or Edward? That's definitely a possibility right there. I mean, even if Kobe Kingston and Daniel Bryan go at it, that is exactly what what we want to see. But uh, at the end of the day, they still rob the fans of a match that they already advertised, boss. They already previously advertised, and as they did this once before. But Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, they said we're going to have this match. And then they oh, they take Becky Lynch out of it. And then we end up getting shot at playoff in Ronda Rousey. We don't want to see it. we already seen it at, at Survivor Series, boss. We don't want to see it again. And now it looks like that match is going to turn into a triple threat with Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Uh, that's what appears to be the case here. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have an update on... Uh, possible reason why Batista did what he did last night on Monday Night Raw whenever he attacked the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Uh, we're now hearing, ladies and gentlemen, it was because to set up uh, the match between Batista and Triple H for WrestleMania is what we're hearing. Also, in this report we read, uh, Batista says he likes playing a heel character. And this is obviously Batista's last run in WWE. He's getting ready to retire, as we've been hearing. And maybe that's the reason why WWE gave Batista this opportunity to do what he did last night. To get more heat on him, which I'm pretty sure he's getting a lot of heat right now. A lot of us are not happy what happened last night at all. Uh, it was absolutely disgusting, despicable. Uh, I mean, come on. Ric Flair is a 70-year-old man. He's not like like a guy that's in his 20s. He's uh, a, a, a guy. Ric Flair is like a, a father figure to uh, all of us. And, we, I mean, Ric Flair is one of the most respected superstars in the world. In the world. We all look up to Ric Flair as a role model, and we love Ric Flair. And uh, it was absolutely like watching our own father getting attacked last night. Uh, that's what it felt like last night, Hillary Roy. That's exactly what it felt like last night. It absolutely just made me sick and absolutely made me feel like I was about ready to throw up balls. It was just absolutely... Uh, I think you could probably absolutely feel how the W Universe reacted as they got very, very quiet and you could definitely tell that the W Universe were stunned, shocked last night and uh, that was absolutely despicable act like we saw last night, balls. And we also heard, ladies and gentlemen, that the Honky Tonk Man it's going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Hibble and uh, your reaction to that? Well, I absolutely want to send congratulations out to the Honky Tonk Man. He definitely, truly deserved this boss. And I'm absolutely looking forward to WrestleMania now. The fact that we're going to see the Honky Tonk Man out there. 
Now, I talked about this on uh, SmackDown tonight, but I think it definitely be really cool if we see the Honky Tonk Man, we see Double J, and we see Elias. They all get in that damn, damn ring, maybe do a little tussle and hustle, maybe do a little concert with everybody with the guitar. Maybe a little smashing up the guitar for a little icing on the cake there, boss. <laughs> I like the way you think, Hillbilly Arroyo. I think that's a really good idea. All right, well, uh, up next, it's time to, for us to give our uh, final thoughts here tonight. And how would you rate uh, SmackDown? Our special guest, Carmilla, is coming up here here shortly. Hillbilly uh, Arroyo, what did you think of here tonight of SmackDown? Well, I definitely have to say SmackDown was a, a decent show here tonight. It wasn't one of the best shows, yeah. But, I mean, he had Matt Hardy and the Hardy Boys back together again. We saw Kevin Owens make a return here tonight, which I really don't think too many people really care about that. But having Aleister Black and Ricochet on the damn show, I think really did help the damn show here. But I'm going to have to give the show a 7 because I don't think it was that uh, as good as it could have been, boss. But it was a decent show here tonight. And my final thoughts here tonight, I would have to say that SmackDown... Uh, had its definitely good moments here tonight with the Hardy Boys reunion was a good, a, a definitely a good idea there. But Kofi Kingston getting robbed of his championship opportunity was absolutely the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my damn life, boss. Other than what happened to Becky Lynch, absolutely that is just absolutely uncalled for, boss. That was absolutely bullshit there here tonight. I agree with that. Also, I would say that SmackDown I stepped it up here tonight. I want to give it a SmackDown. Uh, a seven here as well, but uh, my final thoughts here tonight. I would say um, the Hardy Boy reunion was uh, really the highlight of the whole show. I would have to say Alistair Black, a Ricochet, uh, put it on a fantastic match here tonight. And of course, what happened to Kofi Kingston here tonight was just absolutely the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Uh, and I feel really bad for Kofi Kingston, and I hope that Kofi Kingston. It's going to get another opportunity for that championship. That's all we can only hope for at this point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next is our guest here tonight on Talking Smack, and she is the princess of Staten Island. She is the one and only, the fabulous Carmilla is coming up next.
is not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Oh, there's the camera. There, there it is. <laughs> Too busy Instagramming. Well, yeah, luckily you fixed your hair for Instagram, so yeah. you're camera ready. Perfect. We have the 2K19 uh, event here at the Performance Center, and it wouldn't be a Performance Center media event without Carmella. Carmela, what's the haps? I mean, it's so cool to be here. Yeah? It's really cool. I feel like so much has changed in my career and my life since I was last year, so it's really cool. Yeah, you know, I interviewed you here once before. <gasps> yes! And we were on much better terms. You had not <laughs> insulted me publicly. Uh, people were not sending me troll memes on the internet. <laughs> I would never uh, do that to you, Sam. I'm pretty sure, and it was on television. <laughs> So, uh, that, that, what, what is it like to be back here? No, it's just so cool. I remember, yeah, we were in the middle of the ring where I was wearing a how you doing shirt. Like, it's like so crazy <laughs> yeah. how much has changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, last time I was here, I was a manager. Right. That's what I was doing. Right. I barely got an opportunity for matches on NXT TV, or I never wrestled on a takeover. And now I just, gosh, this last year has been so crazy. Did you think... You're like, you know what, I'm managing right now, but I'll get there. I'm going to end up being the women's always. champion. I always knew that in the back of my mind, but it just seemed so far away, and mm-hmm. it just felt like, I knew it happened someday, but it just it was like a distant dream that you never think is actually going to come true, and it did. So on one level, right, you've got your dream coming true. Yeah. You win a championship. You beat Charlotte. Twice. You beat Asuka. Twice. But you got a huge percentage of the fan base being like, but you still can't wrestle. Of course. Is this like, do you go like, you don't? You guys don't understand, like, these accomplishments that I, you, there's nothing that you can do that's going to take this away from me? Exactly. That's or exactly what it is. They can't ruin it for They me. can't. And I feel like it's a testament to my hard work. It just went to the Performance Center as well, everything that I learned here. And um, it doesn't matter. That, and I don't want to mean it in a disrespectful way. Like, I don't care what the fans think. It's not about that. But it, I feel like I know how hard I work to get there, so that's all that really matters. And I won money in the bank twice. Twice? I cashed twice. Okay. And then I cashed it in to become champion, and I was champion. No one can ever take that away from me. Right. And my name will always go down in history as the first Miss Money in the Bank. Right. And well, so cool. Luckily, you'll remind everybody of that, too. So I would never. <laughs> that's not an issue. Do you miss working with James Ellsworth? Um, who? <laughs> you know, a little guy with uh, uh, the facial definition wasn't quite... Um, were you surprised when they brought it back? Like when they were like, what it was so cool. I mean, I, I've been saying it's just really cool. I feel very fortunate to have had the career path that I have. I started out as a manager for Enzo and Cass, and then drafted to SmackDown, did my own thing for a bit, and then I had James. Then I was on my own as a champ, and now I get to be with our truth. I feel <laughs> like I have this really cool like, journey that I get to show all these different sides of Car- Carmella. Yeah, I was talking about it on the podcast, and it's amazing. This is our truth's power. Like within, like you spent months getting everybody to hate you, right? That was the, that was, and you did the work, and yeah. you did it well, right? And you were successful, and then in one television episode, our <laughs> truth is like, hey, Carmela, come join me, and everybody's like, yeah, it's Carmela. It's so weird, and like I'm not doing anything different. I'm I'm still Carmela, right? But it's like, I mean, I'll take it. I'm just having a blast, That's and I get to rap now. I'm a rapper. Did you know that? I didn't realize yeah, that you were by I'm a trade. Rapper. By trade. I didn't realize yeah. that. I mean, I knew that there was, like, some hip-hop culture in you. I didn't realize you were a full-on rapper. Oh, well, now, yeah, I'm going to drop an album. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's going to be really dope. Wow. That's, uh, so you're giving Elias competition. Oh. Elias has nothing on me. On your rapping abilities? Yeah. Do, you, would you, do you do freestyles? Um, 
a little bit. Yeah. Like, yo, 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 check it once, check it twice. It's Leah on the mic. She'd be eating white rice. Oh, did I just say Leah? I meant Mella. Shoot. Can we cross still, that still, out? Still, it's Sorry. Your, you're the realest rapper there. <laughs> you know? It's, it's, it's okay. Whoops. <laughs> I also think, though, that, like, when you're a bad guy really, really well and you make the transition into good guy, it's almost like this thing where fans... Or waiting, like, just give us a reason to cheer you. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know. I feel like they just love to hate me so much. Yeah. It's, but it is what it is. What do you like better? I mean, I've only been like, doing this for, like, a couple weeks. But, but I was a good guy in NXT. Yeah. So, to me, it's more just... Carmella is still kind of the same. It's just, I guess, the situations that I'm put in. And it... There goes my phone. And it just depends on, like, I guess, who I'm up against. Like, if they... They love Becky Lynch. Right. So, like, if I was against her, of course they're going to cheer for her and hate me. Do you look at what's going on with Becky Lynch being like, oh, i got to be ready for a situation like that? Because, obviously, Becky Lynch is like, all right, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be the I'm gonna be the villain. And everybody's like, yeah, no, we don't care. We're going to cheer for you. No, but Becky is so justified in everything she's done. Right. So that's why she's getting cheered. People are like, no, that's not fair. Becky's been screwed over time after time after time for years now. Mm-hmm. So then she finally, like, had enough. Right. Everyone can relate to that. Do you, so. do you go, well, you know, there was a third person in that match, or everybody could remember that I was the former women's champion. Oh, but that's okay. I think I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I think I stole the show in that match. I mean, I did the most. <laughs> so, but they can talk about Becky, they can talk about Charlotte, but, I mean, I still look the best. Well, it's fabulous. <laughs> you just, so you did the most and you looked the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think what people really like about you is your humility <laughs> and your relatability and just the, the down-to-earthness. <laughs> That you that you come to the table with every single time. Do you so when you go right and you accomplish all your goals, which you kind of have in the last year. That's crazy. Do you kind of leave yourself with like, okay, I'm gonna now I'm not the women's champion anymore. What are my new goals? Like, what is the thing that fuels me going forward? For me, it's just constantly trying to improve and do the best I can. I can joke around and say I look and do the best, but honestly, I just feel like whatever situation I'm in, I want to do the best at it and. Just keep improving like I was a champion once, but I want to be champion again. I want to be the best rapper for our truth I want to be the best at whatever it is I can do, and I continue to just, um, you know, people can hate on me or down on me, whatever they want, but I just know that I'm working really hard and trying my best. Well, who are the people, because we're here at the Performance Center, who are the people that really helped you evolve from athletic person to superstar, WWE superstar? Gosh, everyone here, I mean, of course... Sarah Amato has been was the best coach. She really helped me so much and allowed me to like have my personality. And she, I think, she knew that I used that to the best of my ability. And she would be, like, oh no, insert here, or do this here, because you can go out there and do the moves all you want, but if you don't have some sort of connection with the audience and you don't have that personality where people are like, oh, I hate her, oh, she's cool, then you're not really gonna get the reactions you want. Right. You know? Right. Um, obviously, Dream was such a huge influence with our promos, and for me, character is most of Carmella, so <laughs> it's a lot. that helped a lot. Yeah. And I always credit Byron Saxon. He helped me as much as you know he hates me now on TV, but um, he helped me so much coming up with the Carmella character and the little mannerisms, and it just like brought it to life. Nobody ever mentions Byron Saxon in I a know, way like that. I I always credit him because he helped me so much. Like, I came to him and I was like, I have this idea for Carmela. She's like this mafia mob wife 
princess, and he was like, and then we were just talking, and it was going over a promo for a promo class, and we were sitting in his office, and he's like, Carmela, he's like, yeah, and then he's, I'm like, he's like, maybe we should do a promo on Paige, because she was the NXT Women's Champion at the time, I was like, yeah, that's a great idea, and he's like, Paige, what is that, <laughs> like a book or something, Paige, and I was like, Oh, this is Carmella. Yeah. Like this is exactly what I want, and yeah. it was just like snowballed from there. He's amazing. Did you think when 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 you were standing uh, at, when you were part of the takeover at the Barclays Center, the first one, did you think that that was going to be the biggest thing that you ever did in that moment? I mean, because it was so like it was such a departure. I think people almost take for granted that NXT runs in arenas now. But that first Brooklyn takeover was such a special show because it was such a departure. And it wasn't even supposed to be a full arena show. Right. But it was like the, the loyalty to the brand and the talent that was on the show made it, it kind of forced the hand to be like, no, we're selling the whole building out. Did you realize that there were still more moments to come after that that would, that would trump that? Or... Oh, I don't know. It, it's so crazy to look back at that time in NXT and how it got to where it was you know everyone that was here was putting in the work and on the grind all the time and then when you you're there and you're seeing and you're feeling these moments i'll never forget when we were at takeover london it was kind of the same thing but like everyone was backstage and it was like whoa like we did this right. and it was it's not one person in particular it was everyone's efforts and everyone coming together to like follow their dreams and just turn it into what it was it was like super magical and everyone was just like this is nuts is there anybody in NXT or the May Young Classic or even on the main roster that you haven't wrestled yet that you're like that's my next person oh well or I would, that's somebody that I'd really like to work with I would love to work with Sasha I think it would be really cool you know we, I think we both have big personalities and um we never really got to have an opportunity in NXT, so I think it would be really cool. Well, I heard you uh, already. Uh, you were, I think, pleasantly surprised at your ranking in the game. Yeah, were, I'm an 80. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. I mean, that's a solid B, if not I mean, inching towards a B+. For Carmella, I will take it. Right, I'll right. take it. I don't even know what I was last year. Probably like 50. <laughs> you're up to an 80. I think the, the 2K19 represents where you are. Uh, going into 2019, and uh, I hope that since I feel like I've been flattering in some of my statements, that next time we speak, you'll be more flattering towards me. Sam, you know I love you. Okay, I just right, love, I, yeah, put that on the record. I just love to give Sam a hard time. And Sam's the best. It's tough to argue the troll thing. <laughs> it's really tough. Thank you, Carmelo. Thank you. Uh, what an interesting interview there with the Princess of Staten Island, Carmilla, tonight, guys. As she's our guest on air, we love Carmilla, and you can believe you can you can bet your bottom dollar we are going to have her back on uh, again as our guest again soon. All right, Taylor, what did you think of this interview here tonight with the Princess of Staten Island, Carmilla? I thought it was a fantastic interview right there, about So I think we learned a lot there by the Princess of Staten Island, Carmilla. We learned a lot of stuff about what she did in NXT. And we learned that she wants to face Sasha Banks in a match that she really never did have an opportunity with. And she talked about how she would like to be champion again. And I think that's definitely what's best for her, is to become champion again. I think the WWE Universe would love to see her as champion again, boss. I agree with that. Uh, we definitely love these interviews, and we love these guests that we have here on here. And we can't wait for the big dog, Roman Reigns, uh, is our guest for Raw Talk and uh, for Talking Smack. We are working on getting our truth for you guys for Talking Smack next week. So that is going to be awesome for next week. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining here tonight. We hope everybody enjoyed the show. And that is going to do it here tonight. We'll be back on tomorrow night at 8, 7 Central, bringing you NXT and NXT UK. And our concert getting away at 7 Central. We'll be streaming live on the Big O Amp. That's B-I-G-O. Uh, look up Foskeen 77 on the Big O Amp and follow me. We'll be back on again, doing it all over again. And uh, that's another guest we have to work on getting on here. Uh, Alexa Bliss, right? we got to have the goddess on here. We'll be doing that another, another night for you guys. Have a good night, everybody. And let's play Carmilla's theme song for you to close it out. Have a good night, everybody. B-U-L-O-U-N.